Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is Monday, June 29th. I had a week off. It was such a busy week. I didn't know what day it was yesterday, but moving along, growing along, learning a lot about the extent of Christ's involvement, I should say, in this time in our lives. Um, Sometimes it feels like, where's God? You know, we're seeing all this crazy around us. And we're hearing about it. You don't even have to be in the U.S. to hear about what's going on in the U.S. And we are just beside ourselves. We can't believe, like, how could we have so much, so many great people in our world, in our countries, and yet people who need to control, manipulate whether they are in personal relationships, whether they are on the political forum, whether they are in the companies we work with, somehow get in a position to influence other people. It's happening. It happens everywhere. It's the biggest complaint of anyone who works anywhere. It's the biggest complaint that I've gotten from people as to why they have anxiety because people feel that they cannot confront the manipulator and if they do then the manipulator will say something they just could not even see coming and take on victimhood and then you become or the aggressor not you but the person who's calling it out or saying something or it gets turned around or the spinning plates start to you know, form around the issue. And then there's another issue and another issue. And before you know it, you have so many spilling, spinning plates, you either have to run away, get away. And it's a really super hard, super hard thing to do is to get away. Why can't we get away? What I posted yesterday I actually posted a year ago prior to yesterday. It came up in my memories. And it struck a chord even more than it did last year. So I know that everyone is aware of the fact that manipulation exists. And we've got to deal with it at some point. I remember when I first saw Christ and there were people that thought in the beginning because they were themselves manipulators that I was manipulating people by telling them I saw Christ that one 
blew me away because I did not see that one coming. There was someone who, who told one of my friends that, you know, this woman just needs attention. This is her grasp at getting attention. And I remember Christ telling me about how no one would know about me until the books were out because the writing was my protection, is my protection. Because anyone who could write that, including me, (laughs) I couldn't have written. I couldn't have made stuff up like that. And I couldn't have written it the way I did. And more interesting was I knew that. So when somebody would say something, I would know it wasn't true because all I could hear is the truth from Christ. So I wanted to take another take on manipulation because we are so uncomfortable with the approach of confrontation. I had Liam wrote an entire piece about why people manipulate. The, the standard, you know, okay, they're in denial. The blind are the meek, all of these things of why, when, how in our world. And we are so aware right now that we feel that. Not only do we know it, we feel it. And I have Christopher Sedre saying, you know, have you asked yourself whether or not you bring joy to your partner? It could be to your partner. But people who manipulate don't care about joy. They don't care about fear or doubt or worry or control or guilt. They do it all. So they don't care about it. They do it. It's an action that gets put on people. And until you are in a relationship, or in a job that involves it, or in a world that involves it, which is hard to not be. The frustration of feeling like you are going crazy until you realize what's going on. And then once you realize what's going on, the helplessness you feel in just confronting it. Because the wrath of the manipulator is endless. Of course, I ask Christ. Because the things that Christ says or does, I don't know if he does anything, but it causes me to do things, always bring me back to a place when anything happens around us, we understand, we calm. When we are calm, we can see. When we are scared, we only see what we need to see so that we can feel like we're buying ourselves time until we can be calm. But there is this weird dynamic that happens to us when we are manipulated. There is this power of one wanting to prove the manipulator wrong which puts us right into the hands of the manipulator and Christ said it was the power of wanting to do 
what the manipulator asks. Because they'll say, well, you'll never do that. Well, see, you didn't do this for me, so that proves you don't love me. Or whatever it is, however they do it, you won't get this promotion unless, and you never get the promotion. Wherever the manipulation is, if you don't listen to me, everything in your life will fall apart. I will make sure of it. But they may not use those words. They may imply that you will be having a hard time if you don't listen to me. So the power of wanting to do what the manipulator asks is their power. Some will fight them and everybody just gets put down, called names, thrown to the ground, their job possibilities are hurt, their relationship is hurt, whatever it is starts unraveling around them. So they try to afloat by listening to the manipulator. But we don't understand is it is just a matter of time. Whatever it is you're trying to hold on to with a manipulator, take the hit early on and get the heck away. It is not going to get better. They have one game. It becomes predictable over time. They only have five answers, and whatever time they may need a certain convenient answer, it will show up. And after a while, you will feel what, what Christ calls that, that rhythm. You will go into their rhythm, and you will know, if you do this, this will be the outcome. If you do that, and they're so blind that even under their nose, you could be planning to leave, and you're putting all the markers in place, but they're so self-absorbed with the manipulation that they believe that if you're just conforming today, because manipulation is short-sighted, it's ego, it's ego on steroids. So it cannot see what's going on around it. It thinks that it is the smartest brain in the room. So smart that it overlooks reality. So when you see that somebody is trying to get you to work for them, to please them, the minute you feel that, because we have that gut feeling that feels it, you are just a pawn. Whether you want to be or not, you're a pawn. And they'll use you up as long as they need you. And no matter how much you thought you loved them, no matter how much you thought you had experience behind you, no matter how much you thought you were connected, they can drop you in a second. And they will if they ever need to. So one of the realities of dealing with manipulation is feeding into the beast of it. Because you're just an indispensable person to that person. Their manipulation is void of love. So there's no propelling, right? Love propels. Truth propels. Purity propels. But manipulation cannot propel. It has none of those existing components. 
The crazy thing with manipulation is it's short of mental illness, yet far ahead of what's going on where you can and can't prove things in our society. But pure manipulation is the most dangerous mental illness. I don't know if it's considered one. I know narcissism is, and it's part of it. It is it, actually. Manipulation is one of the most dangerous tools we have. Because it is void of truth, love, and purity, and it will do anything to survive itself. Anything. There are no lines. There are no laws. There is nothing to stop the mind of manipulation. So there was something Christ said about manipulation, because all the manipulator wants is power over anybody, over anything, because that's the paycheck, is is that power. Like, oh, wow, I got that person to do this, and let me see if I can get them to do this. And, wow, let me say this and see if they buy that. And, oh, and if they buy that, and what? I'll never admit the truth. I will stand by what I am doing. I don't care who I annihilate in front of me. People who want, people who want to state their case, and they are heavy manipulators, will at any opportunity they get put down the people around them, not just privately, but publicly to remind them that they are not doing enough for them. So the question, if someone is with a manipulator, a manipulator knows that deep inside you can't figure out why you're there. By your presence, you are telling them that you are there for them. They are not there for you. You are there for them. And if you can't figure out why you're somewhere, then you are going to be them, to them. You are their pawn. You will get them what they want. And the minute you face them, they will immediately turn the table and talk very bad about you. And that's why you left. Because manipulation is feelingless, but it's not powerless. It's feelingless. It's void of feeling. But it's the opposite of feeling. It is the need for power to emulate itself in their mind that they are powerful. Do believe, fully believe, that they are your victim, or yes, that they are your victim because you didn't listen to them and they're smarter than you and they're stronger than you 
and they can replace you. A manipulator is like the vision. If you had a vision in the octopus, the head of the octopus is the manipulation grand center, and every arm is up with different plates because that's why we can never actually put our finger on what a manipulator is doing. So how do we actually uncover them? How does that happen? Because we are like walking around on earth saying things like, how could no one see it? Oh, my God, I'm the only person who sees it. I can't say anything because if I say something, I'm going to look bad. And then I'm going to feel bad. And then I'm going to look like the one who's causing trouble. I'm going to look like the one who's causing trouble. How about that? The tables get turned. Now we're protecting the manipulator because we're too scared to say what the manipulator is doing. If we get caught snitching, we're going to get in trouble. A lot of times, if a manipulator is also violent, once the mask comes off, the victim and the domestic abuse starts hitting. A lot of times, someone will marry a manipulator thinking they've just found the best person on earth. And very soon after the wedding, very soon after the wedding, and then you're scared to say anything because you think that they'll kill you. They think that they will be killed because now they've seen a monster, the real face of manipulation. Because manipulation doesn't care who you are, doesn't care what you stand for, doesn't care what you feel, it doesn't what you wear, how well you cook, how clean your house is, how good you are at work. Anything you tell the manipulator will be used against you at some point, even a great idea that is stolen from you. You will be robbed emotionally at every turn. And we all know when we're starting to be manipulated. In the beginning, we don't. But manipulation only has one game. And if it works, they take you, they plug you in, and then they just keep you pleasing them or else. And then the dysfunction, manipulation starts to present itself to us every single day. There is a, a day that will ever go by that you will not be plugged into the manipulation. So if you can't figure out why you are there, you will stay there because you're trying to fix them. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to show them. You are trying to show them what they're doing. But you're just hitting your head against the wall. They will never admit 
Never admit, because admitting what they are doing is like death to them. Been defeated if you bring out their lies. They will take whatever you say they're doing, whatever you say they're doing, I don't care what it is, and they will create stories and backstories to back it up, none of which are true. None of which are true. Nor can it logically or possibly be true. And you know it, and they know it. And they'll look you in the eye when they're lying. They will look you in the eye. And they'll raise their head and tilt it up like a good good person who's misrepresenting the truth. That is why Christ said to me, run, don't walk away. It's not that, you know, everyone gets on these soapboxes of there's no soul more important than another. And you're saying, that's not what I'm saying. Christ said, run, don't walk away. God, God leaves no soul behind. And God will take care of them. You may not be qualified to take care of them or to teach them. It's not your job to fulfill their life if you are fulfilling a negative begets negative situation. And you know you can't change that person. Their lessons may change them. Their experiences may change them, but your experience with them is not changing them. So you're obviously not qualified. And they are true to form. When you leave, they will demonize you. A lot of people, and I I actually know people in this situation, grown people, professional people, who will not leave their partners because they know their partners will spin and ruin their reputation to the point where they would rather stay and put up and shut up than to deal with the wrath of what they know could be coming. So they stay. And the part of them that shines in front of the public is the only time that they feel that they are okay. And in private with that person, they always know they're being manipulated. And it's super hard to see that and stay and not feel bad. And so then after that, now all these illnesses start in the person who's receiving the manipulation because they are wronging themselves. So now they're breaking down physically to match the mental as time goes on. By the time people realize that they are being manipulated or acknowledge because it's super hard to acknowledge it, they are already years into their job. They've built up their reputation. They've built up what they need. They already have children. They have already purchased a home and a car. 
They've already been voted in. They've already gotten where it makes it difficult to rewrite the script. So the other thing that Christ says, going back to the fork in the road and repaving it with love. Go back to the fork in the road and repave it with love. And it sounds so silly when you say that to a manipulator. They look at you like, seriously? That's how you think you're going to change this world? Because the more we see that personality, that danger sign, that flashing neon light, the more we can create a world that sees it. And as we see it more and more, we can say, oh, that's one of those. Before I knew what narcissism was, before I knew, even used the word manipulation because English wasn't my first language, I used to call it, oh, my God, that person is one of those, like the opposite thinkers. Whatever I think, there's a complete opposite. I have a niece who has schizophrenia. And when she's fine, you could just gobble her up. She's such a beautiful person. And when she's not, she is the opposite of even who she is. And she said to her mother one day, because she is very honest, She can't even help it because when she's in the episode period of the bipolar that even is, that we thought was, but then found out it was even further along. She said to her mom, do you know what your problem is trying to help me the way you would help yourself? But what you don't understand is that I am nothing like you. Nothing like you. I don't think like you. I don't want to be you and I don't want to listen to you. I am nothing like you and I need you to get away from me because I don't even want to see you. Because she is in one way so pure that she couldn't help telling the truth. Because her mother traveled across the country to find her And once she found her, her daughter just walked right past her like it was nothing and was really upset that she was found because the face of the depths of manipulation is the negative begets negative model. There's a positive begets positive, love propels. But the other one, The negative begets negative, just takes us deeper and deeper away from the human element of ourselves and of others. And the biggest, most interesting fear of any manipulator, I know we're all scared to die at some point, but they are really scared. Like the only time I ever saw a person who's a heavy-on manipulator feel is when they hear someone died. Because that's their only fear, is the fear of dying. They don't know how they are because they can't control dying. So they feel like that could get them at any time. 
Very interesting world. Tomorrow we'll do a part two about manipulation, and we'll talk about how to weave or unweave the web of manipulation. Because manipulation has, has there is a code, and it's predictable. So if it's predictable, then how we can release ourselves of it is also set. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. I love you guys. It's great to be back. I will see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.